Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, um, have a real, real good guy, a fellow nice guy. Um, I almost don't know which one is the real Mr. Nice Guy at this table, but he's a really good dude. Uh, he's a bartender at several places, including Uptown, Rumpus Room, and Drink Wisconsinly. He used to run Attic Jams. Uh, he. Um, this is, uh, he has a presence in the Milwaukee scene. I just see you in a lot of random places, and it's uh, always a pleasure. So, Matt Miller, thank you for being on the show. Ben, thanks for having me. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, good. It's my day off. Nice. Uh, still end up going to work for about an hour and a half, which, you know, happens. Buddy's in Chicago trying to get his passport. Oh, wow. He's going to Canada tomorrow. Oh, fine. Getting his passport today. Sure. Didn't realize it would take some time. Yeah, yeah. It... it it's a process. It's something to plan for. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so today is your day off, like from all places. All or? places. I, I typically work six days a week, and Monday is my day for me. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's that's a cleanse. A lot of people like you know rely on the weekends, but I'm kind of like you because like I mean I I work at Company Brewing, mm -hmm. um, and like just. Not having like that nine to five job, it's like you'll just have really obscure days of the week as like your off day, and I'm always off on Mondays too. That's yep. why like usually I plan a lot of shit for Mondays. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's nice because like people aren't doing anything on Monday. I'm not yeah. being pressured to go out right. on a Monday night typically. Exactly, which is which is nice because I don't I don't want to do that. No. I spend every night in a bar. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, speaking of which, uh, we got. Um, we got Unshadowed uh, from Ale Asylum. Um, yeah, out of Madison. Awesome. Well, I, yeah, I'm unfamiliar with this one. Thank you for uh, picking this one up. Yeah, of course. Appreciate you a lot, so I'm excited to try it. Um, cheers. Cheers, dude. Oh, wow. Ooh. That's yeah. really fucking good. It's very good. Yeah. Light, crisp. Little orange tint to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a. I feel like in like a month or two, this will be like the perfect beer because it kind of has like a slight, almost tastes like a slight like, like turning pumpkin. into fall. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I guess it does almost have like that pumpkin taste to it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so what we talk about on Mister Nice Guy, we talk uh, all things love, fear, inspiration, motivation passion, all that kind of stuff. Uh, like I said before, um, you, um, you know, you, you're pretty, uh, well connected in the Milwaukee, uh, creative and music scene. I know that you used to, so I guess like, do you want to, I guess for first start with, uh, just like, I guess work you've done for various, like, uh, like within the creative scene in, in the past. Cause I know you like did attic jams and stuff. Yeah, of course, man. Um, so I started, uh, I guess with Attic Jams, like being in the Milwaukee creative scene, I started that with uh, Joe Albert, uh, also known as Joe Quinto. Oh, yeah. Shout out uh, Joe Quinto. Shout out Joe Quinto. Yeah. Um, so we, I moved into first apartment, duplex, uh, UWM, and we had this massive attic, and we were just kind of hanging out one day. Kramer, uh, right? Just kind of dramming. Kramer, yeah. Yeah. I, I Kramer remember. Kramer and Locust. I remember, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those were fun days. 
Uh, so yeah, we were just kind of jamming the attic. Uh, he had his ukulele. I was trying to keep up with my banjo. And uh, we were just like, man, what if we just threw shows up here? And the idea just kind of turned into Joe talking to, I think it was Mosaic and uh, Miguel Diaz to get a first show going. Huh. Built a stage, built a bar, built a dance floor. Um, Did it require a lot of uh, carpentry skills? I mean, not so much. Our stage was doors kind of screwed together on milk crates. Oh, wow. Um, it's super DIY. <laughs> very DIY. Yeah. Very DIY. The bar was pretty much the, the biggest thing yeah. that was... Uh, makeshift. Makeshift, yeah, yeah. DIY. When we, um, when I was, uh, at, when we did J3 Studios on the east side, mm -hmm. also actually, it was on Oakland and Locust, so yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we enlisted our friend who was a carpenter to build us, like, a stage, um, that, like, was made up the entire, like, uh, like, um, west wall of, of the unit. Sure. Um, and it lasted about a month until uh, we discovered that there was like mold building up, like oh, on, yeah, like yeah. under the stage. So we had to dismantle it, and it was unfortunate because it was a really like it was dope. It was like a dope stage for what it was. You oh, know, for just you know a, in a in an apartment, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we sometimes put the stage up, you know, moved it around, swept around. Like I, I swept up there. Cleaning process was a lot. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, the, like the weekend par frat parties. We oh, used to exactly, have. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just cleaning everything out like within that next week, and then day of the show, I'm just sweeping all the dust off and getting everything ready. And uh, yeah, it was a big attic. Mm -hmm. It was a big attic. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I recall. Yeah. But and that's that's sort of um, it's pretty commonplace on the east side. Like there's some massive attics like whether it was just a party or a venue space like Murray attic yeah, currently yeah, like yeah it's it's you know it's spacious it's actually mm -hmm. you know a very um, like a third unit almost yeah it's like actually a really ideal place for entertainment exactly um so did that for a year had eight shows um had a few good local names uh, we had siren lex allen um awesome Jim shout out kellogg um yeah, it was great. That's great awesome. having everyone. Um, once I moved out, uh, we got a great brand following. So I dropped out, was kind of uh, wondering where I was going to go with it. Mm -hmm. um, and then my buddy who goes to, or graduated from UW-Madison, um, came to me one day and said, hey, we, I love this, I know you love this. Let's get this ball rolling and turn it into a nonprofit. And I said, uh, no brainer. Why weren't we already making these steps to yeah, do this? Right. Um, so it was me and him. We actually went to high school together. I had another high school friend, um, Mitchell, who can't, once goes to UWM um, or went to UWM. And then Joe, we brought Joe mm -hmm. back in because um, he was more of a creative connection. Um, he, sure. he knew all, everyone and was willing to finagle them and, and, you know, get them to play. For our first shows, not very much, yeah. because we were still figuring shit out, right. and then ended up being able to have a good following for each show, pay all of our artists, and all of our net proceeds went to a different charity, which nice. was awesome. That's great. Yeah. Uh, what did um, you guys donate to? 
So we did Milwaukee Riverkeeper, um, we did uh, Habitat for Humanity, um, Urban Ecology Center, um, uh, pretty, pretty good list. All good stuff. All good stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then kind of washed away. Um, people lost interest. They had, they had school, they had family, they had, they had things <coughs> going on. And towards the end, I was starting to work for After Gallery. Yeah. And then kind of just went with uh, that route full time for a while, um, which ended up not being a fantastic move. But yeah, um, man, um, we can get into that because I have my own thoughts about that place. Uh, we'll definitely get into that. But um, so. <laughs> Sure, yeah, because that's how I actually first initially knew who you were. Yeah. Because we used to throw events at the After Gallery with J3. Yep. And, yep. Um, and then we were just connected on social media and stuff. I always saw you, like, wow, this dude, like, seems to know everybody. Like, <laughs> he seems to, you know, be really into local artists and stuff like that. I'm into local artists. I should be friends with this kid. It makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Really, yeah, it's only right. Yeah. But I didn't actually, like, like meet you in person, I don't think until that night at Cactus Club. Yeah, I don't remember I what the so. sh- I don't remember what the show was, but I mean, I remember I was I just got off work at Cafe Lulu at the time. So yeah, but I remember you were chilling at the bar, and I'm like, oh shit, it's Matt Miller. <laughs> What's yeah. up? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I was. How was that? That's how we met. Yeah, it was. And then uh, so then um, after after gallery, uh, you were. Uh, is that and then you secured like your bartending gigs and stuff like that? Well, I was always bartending while doing attic jams and after gallery. Um, they were just more like my hobby. Not, I mean, not hobby because I was trying to work towards something. But um, entrepreneurial um, aspirations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, I mean, uh, it seems pretty apparent you really like the job, like, for the, the profession of bartending. I do, I do. I get to meet a lot of people, um, now especially this summer, meet a lot of tourists who come to Milwaukee, which I'm super surprised about. I had a couple a few weeks ago from uh, Oklahoma City, and they said, well, we were going to go to Austin, Texas, or Milwaukee. We decided Milwaukee. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what the heck? Damn. Um, that's like why. That's wild. why here. And I'm like, well, we were here once before, and we loved it. Like it's such a great city. And I'm like, this is this is amazing because this is not something that I expect. Like national national touristry. Yeah. And it's you know awesome. Yesterday I talked to a couple from uh, Toronto, yeah. and they loved it. They went to the art museum. Uh, went to the domes. Lakefront Brewery. I always suggest Lakefront Brewery. Oh yeah, yeah. It's. I feel like Lakefront is like. I mean, if there's any brewery tour to go on, like that's the that one. one's like the the essential. Oh. Um, yeah, that's that's really am- amazing. You, like they chose between Milwaukee and Austin and chose here because like I've actually like I've considered moving to Austin, like yeah. because it's I mean I mean it's like the live music capital of the world as as they say it's a city of creatives yeah exactly yeah. and it's very young mm-hmm. um, it's sort of similar to Milwaukee in a lot of ways because there's a lot of young people that are involved in startups involved in the music scene the southwest southwest you know oh, yeah. uh, an incredible incredibly useful 
uh, conference for creatives of any, literally any medium to gain experience, make connections, basically showcase what they do on, on the largest scale there is. Yeah. Um, have you been to Austin before? I've not. I've not. I've uh, been to Houston briefly, uh, but yeah, never been, been to Austin. But I also, like, in terms of Milwaukee, and I'm, you, you've been here your whole five, life. Five, no, five, five years. years. I'm from, from Chicago originally. From Chicago. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's, um, it's, uh, kind of, it's hit or miss depending on the, the, what we're talking about. Yeah. I, just joking. I, I know you are. <laughs> but I've been here for five years. I mean, for, for your adult life. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, like, we kind of, being here and being, like, um, here for our adult lives, we kind of downplay what we have. We don't really know all of the great things that we have because we're so used to it. Like, go to Austin, Texas. You might say, oh, I love it here, blah, blah, blah. And somebody's from there is like, well, you know, this is fine, but right, yeah. I'd rather go to Seattle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, like, people from Milwaukee kind of downplay what we have, even though what we have is, really, even the last last five years, last 10 years, mm -hmm. like, last 15 years, like, Milwaukee has grown exponentially. Oh, my God. It's yeah. been, it's... Like, this is the best it's been here. It has. It and is, yeah. Yeah, and, like, this is a, this is the time to be in Milwaukee. Like, this is the era for us to be, you know, really showing our Milwaukee pride and embracing it because there's such an influx of all kinds of super neat things. Yeah, I mean, we got the Bucks doing fantastically. We have the, the DNC coming next year, which yeah. is amazing. And just all the all the new infrastructure that's going in. Northwestern yeah. Mutual just built a new building, and that's amazing. The Pfizer Forum in general is just a oh, yeah. fantastic spectacle. So I've been in it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I work right across that plaza. I have not been inside. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm not, I don't like basketball. And most of the artists that come through there are not artists I really would pay top dollar to see. But... That's okay. We got John Mayer coming in next week. John Mayer. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be good. Man, man, I've been waiting on the world to change. <laughs> man, that song is relevant as fuck right now. But um, anyway, so yeah, no, you're. I mean, you're right. Like, I mean, Milwaukee is uh, just in such a not even just a music renaissance, but a cultural one. Exactly. Um, and. Yeah, like, I, I initially, like, when I graduated last year, like, I was thinking about relocating briefly, like, because I was finding no luck in, in securing, like, a, a salary job, mm -hmm. you know, one that, you know, that you hypothetically are supposed to have out of school. Definitely. I wasn't doing that. I was just working at Starbucks. I was, you know, not really doing much on the side because J3 was dissolving. I was, like, really lost, mm -hmm. kind of, sort of what you were saying, like, losing interest, like, kind of in need of a new outlet. Yeah. Uh, something more constructive. Yeah. Like, once, so I decided, like, I wanted to start branching out more, meeting new people, kind of just getting, just to have a better idea of, like, what is going on here in the scene. Yeah. And how fast I, f like, felt acclimated to it and realizing, why the fuck would I want to move? Like, there's See, and so it's, much. And it's super, super easy to get into. Like the creative scene here, and everyone's yeah. so nice, so easy to meet people. Exactly, exactly. That's that's the amazing thing about it, because like, say Chicago, it might not be as easy. Like, it's huge not market as... to infiltrate. It's very yeah. cutthroat. Yeah, yeah. That's why, like, I 
never really saw myself getting a foothold there because like and as many I'm sure many people do because it is so big. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with LA. Same with New York. You know, like you can know so many people, but those you know, there are so many more people out there. Right. Yeah. But Milwaukee, like even like you know the some of the like most you know uh, popular or high profile artists are still very much everyday people here in the city, and they're still doing their thing. They're still very local. It's just really easy to shake hands here and. And you you see like any because I had a lot of friends or people I know that like moved out of like moved from Milwaukee for like some time they wanted to like experience something new yeah and I've they almost I've had those same ideas too right. every, every year I'm like I'm moving this time yeah and here I am you know right and and that's and that there it is that like most of the time unless unless they happen to like really like. Uh, you know, live their best life in a new environment. Like, I've seen so many people leave Milwaukee and then come back after a year. Yeah. Everyone comes back. No, and that was, it's like, I, I grew up in Wauwatosa, like, next suburb, yeah. uh, west in Milwaukee, and I went straight to UWM because UWM was the only school in Wisconsin that had a decent architecture program, yeah. or I think an architecture program in general. Yeah. And, but a lot of people downplayed UWM, being like, oh, that's the school you go to and you can't get into other schools. And after that freshman year, half of like, not half, that's a huge number, but like uh, <laughs> uh, like a good, good portion of people who went to out of state or um, other UW schools transferred back to UWM mm-hmm. after that first year just because either they missed their family or uh, like they wanted to like be in the city as opposed to Platteville or Oshkosh or Whitewater. Water. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, yeah, all, they, they always come back. And, uh, or majority come back. Mm-hmm. A friend who, I think I, she also did two years at WM, did a online school to finish her degree, did a year in Australia, oh. came back for a summer, went to Ireland, for a week because it was too cold, went immediately to Barcelona, um, and then was a dive instructor in Cambodia for a year, came back for a winter, and now she's, I think, in Ecuador, diving wow. again. And she's, yeah, she, she's one of the people who got out and, like, know that this is not the place for her. Yeah. Because she's, you know, has other ambitions, which is fucking beautiful right yeah. like just an amazing thing to know about yourself and actually going and doing it yeah it's yeah I hate her and I love her it's, yeah <laughs> oh it's that's the that's a relationship to have yeah um, yeah. yeah so um yeah I mean uh I think that you know yeah people people really sleep on the the, the thriving environment that we are like I used to have a lot of uh um, I used to be insecure about how I felt because like so I like going f- coming from Illinois like a lot of my closest friends went to Big Ten schools yeah um, they went they like they had that sort of um, very typecast college life where yeah. they were you know there was a Greek row they're 
they joined fraternities. Saturday had, for football games. Yeah, and they, tailgating. Right. They had the time of their lives. Like they, you know, went to these huge, huge schools. Yeah, but it's all carbon copy at that point. Right. So yeah, and that's the thing is like I used to, I used to feel some insecurity that. I, like I went to a school that didn't have that, that didn't have a football team, that mm-hmm. didn't have, uh, you know, like those early Saturday morning tailgates to football games, and the, and just it was largely a commuter school and stuff mm-hmm. like that, Definitely. or didn't have a big Greek life. Like yeah. those were the things that mattered to me when I was a freshman. You know, like when I was a freshman, it's like I. You know, didn't really. I had no under understanding of Milwaukee and its culture because at that point, it's like I didn't live in Milwaukee. I lived at UWM. You know, sure, yeah. It was, it was that bubble that you know. Definitely. And but as you get a little older, you learn to sort of devalue a lot of that superficial shit. And if you and this past year has been monumental in understanding that. Milwaukee is, you know, we have, there's, there's no, there's no claim of sound yet because there's so many amazing artists that are of completely different styles of music and, you know, we have all kinds of awesome photographers, poets, journalists, uh, just, you know, you name it, the medium is here. MCs, producers. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, so like. It's just, it really is just a matter of showing up, you know, just like being present for it and, you know, sort of swallowing that, that sort of, um, that, uh, anxiety of, you know, putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. and just, you know, you know, going to a networking event or, you know, going to a show that has, you know, local Milwaukee artists on the bill, like experiences like that like can truly like help shape your your perceptions of like what the talent truly is here oh, and yeah. even though like i like to think that like you know i like am in touch with a lot of Milwaukee artists i know that there's still a lot that i haven't tapped tapped into yeah you know this is because there's so much it's very diverse yeah. yeah and it's like there's east side north side south side like all of these different circles of of artists and producers and kind of cliques that you know you can't really jump into unless you know someone already or um you've heard of their stuff and want to go uh you know follow their facebook page and go yeah. to an event or right. something like that yeah you gotta do some research yeah. um like I, I remember freshman year uwm going to the cocoon room on uh, locust street it was like right across from the public house mm. it was like this small hole-in-the-wall DIY venue that I think only lasted probably a year six months after that that freshman year um, like that's where the first FemFest was wow. and like I just exposed to a bunch of all this raw local talent and I'm like yes this is what I'm here for. Right. Yeah. This this is what's keeping me here, and this is what I, I love to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and like I guess like, how did like doing like the attic jams like how I guess like how did that help you feel more in touch with you know like Milwaukee talent and Milwaukee creatives and like I guess 
how did it make you feel like you just like you wanted to do more with it? Well, my my whole thing, my my initial passion for Attic Jams was to because it, it was it was an attic party. Like people came for the party, and they didn't really care who was on stage. What I wanted people to do was listen, you know, open up their ears and be like, wait, hold on, I want to hear this. Like, and like the music's like, actually and ex- good. Yeah, expose yeah. people to the music. And I liked having kind of multiple genres or different variations of genres in a show. So you kind of like would, would build up to those bangers at the end, like that headliner. Um, and like have, have people groove into funk music first and like have people uh, listen to an acoustic set and like do all this and then this these hard fucking um uh like rap lyrics just like mm-hmm. coming out and be like wow and then and the lyrics that like speak to you yeah um verse and that's what i liked and then once going to a, a non-profit getting out of that attic i wanted to expose people to other neighborhoods than the upper east side i wanted to get people down to the cactus club i wanted to um, get people in River like, West. Get people in River West. Yeah. Get people all all around and like say, hey, there's more than just this right here. Mm-hmm. Get people out of that UWM bubble. Yeah, which is it's a process. It's <laughs> it a definitely process. is a process. It's, it, I think it's a lot easier for UWM students um, because it is a commuter school. You meet a lot of people who are not who are from the area, but not from this area or the, the Upper East Side of Milwaukee. It's, I think it's a lot harder for Marquette students because they can't like there are certain type of school in a certain area that those students don't feel safe moving around the city yeah and then even MSOE students like they're in the heart of downtown but so much work like they're they're pushed academically so hard and like they you know don't have time that's super true yeah yeah exactly because like I think about it like I don't meet a ton of people from Marquette that are like going to local shows and stuff like that. No, you or, see them at McGillicuddy's and Brothers. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, if I have, uh, do it. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, like you said, like uh, MSOE kids are very, you know, uh, it's a very like academically oriented school, which mm-hmm. makes sense, of course. Um, if you're meeting people, if I meet people in the in the creative scene, a lot of them went to Myad for yep. a bit, which exactly. is a creative based school. Yeah. Um, but also UWM has a has a pretty uh, very know, creative. Yeah. Yeah, it has a has a big um, you know the Peck School of the Arts is mm-hmm. is a profound uh, department of Milwaukee's art of Milwaukee's art scene, and mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like UWM just has like it kind of like it readies you for that, you know, appreciation of like, you know, culture. Yeah. Culture, thinking outside of the box, mm-hmm. so many different people. Like it is truly like a very diverse institution that like if I, and now looking back, it's like, I couldn't have seen myself at any other school. Like I couldn't have seen myself settling and, and being like, and doing things that I'm doing now. If I went to like one of those big ten schools Man, that like I, I envied, I wouldn't have liked Madison. No, I wish I, at at the time I wish I had gone, but I wouldn't have liked it. No, 
I, you know, I, I had friends who hated it and who, right. who would have liked BWM much more, but you know, they don't have the programs that... It's like, we'll, vi and, yeah. we'll visit, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll come come to the weekend for like a party or something oh, every now and then. I love visiting Madison. Yeah, yeah. Like, being a, being a stranger, being a, just a, a backpacker in another city, and, yeah. uh, you know, just causing shenanigans, I love right. that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't have any responsibilities here, I'm just having a good time. Yeah, it's yeah. part of the adventure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and, and people like to do that in Milwaukee too. And mm -hmm. I, I love exposing new people to, to new things in Milwaukee. Uh, dude, when my friends visit from Illinois for the first time, it is, it's a joy. I oh, love yeah. showing people what we got going on here. So, as you mentioned before, um, so we're gonna get into some uh, some stuff. Um, so uh, with this with this exchange, we're about to have like you know we're not gonna name names or anything. Um, but I think that it's just a matter of speaking to a larger culture of, you know, making sure that you as a, as that anyone in, uh, you know, involved in any sort of creative medium does not get played. They don't get screwed over. They don't taken get advantage of. taken advantage of that. They don't, you know, get otherwise just manipulated into doing something that, um, is problematic. So yeah, exactly. So you worked at the with the after gallery, which by now, you know, many people in the Milwaukee scene are aware of, like kind of that there's been awareness. Yeah, yeah, they're aware of like issues that have gone on. I mean, I had firsthand experience with it because, like, I mean, I good friends of mine have had money stolen from them uh, because of uh, the um, the the events we would have there and merch situations that, you know, basically would, there would be where I'd have had friends that have been promised money for their merch and they would never get it and stuff like that. So I guess I want to give the floor to you to talk about like your own firsthand experience working there. I mean, yeah, well, I was, I was the facility manager there. Um, so I kind of worked on small renovations, had a pretty great idea of what I wanted to turn that space into all that we needed was you know some some money flow so I could do what I wanted to do and do um, like show show my vision to everyone there and everyone in the in the scene um, so I started for anyone anyone who was there in the humble location um, there was a old dingy storage room in the basement that I turned into their merch room. Uh, gutted everything, um, gutted, gutted the floor, um, painted over the walls, um, and um, we did the flooring. Um, and that put me back quite a bit because it was all out of my own pocket. I was promised uh, compensation for the work I did and the money I put in that I never saw. And then I, I mean, shit, I was there for 15, sometimes 30 hours a week. Holy shit. And whether that be there to work events, keep things under control, or mopping up the day after, or just being there for gallery hours um, while the owner couldn't be there. Uh, and then, I mean, my name was also on the utility bill mm -hmm. that I was told was 
going to not going to be a problem. And then when I like called We Energies when I moved into my last apartment, got a call the next day from We Energies Business saying that I owed a certain amount of money as well. And uh, from from that address, and um, yeah, it was it was a little infuriating because I, <clears throat> I I had trusted this guy, um, and I had trusted the vision, I had trusted where we were going. But I also remember a night where um, it was like the first of the month, whatever. Oh, I just paid rent. We have three dollar three hundred dollar surplus. Let's go to. Um, what it was Gibraltar's and uh, you know drink it all away and yeah. I'm like dude put it away like just put it under your mattress put it in a bank account yeah. put it somewhere and just like do it right like you don't just because you have this money right now doesn't mean you won't need it later and ended up needed it later because he went out of business for yeah. fucking all these people over and no one trusting him and everyone having all these quarrels and um, yeah yeah you know, I, mean, I don't know a mistake to be so trusting and so in someone's pocket but I definitely learned a major lesson and you know cheaper than tuition yeah right yeah <laughs> well so how did you remove yourself from the situation um well Kind of the whole team just just dipped out. Like um, Darius Smith um, mm. was also working at After Gallery at the time. He uh, since started the Locals Gallery. Oh yeah. Um, sure. And uh, I kind of you know, just just dipped out at the same time. It just didn't feel right. There was I think there was some other scandal of of the owners I mean not maybe not scandal but uh, just some some heat online just saying oh he did this this again and it was just kind yeah. of a final straw oh yeah I mean I, I had heard um, some uh, allegations of uh, sexual misconduct about the owner like uh, I had heard you know just that I mean I, I've had you know some uh, some friends that have felt that the owner had made uncomfortable, and he sure can do that. Yeah, and he, he you know plays the puppy dog card and being like, oh, I didn't know, and it's like you know, you know exactly. What the you, fuck you, you know what you're, yeah, you know what you're like. The intentions are blatantly obvious, and yeah. like it's yeah. you know it, it circulated over Facebook for a little while about how like people had had bad experiences there with you know just not being compensated for whatever it is they do. Um, yeah, do you know, did the after gallery like relocate? They did relocate, unfortunately. Um, so I think they're on Center Street now. Um, haven't been in there, haven't. I wouldn't expect really, you to be yeah, in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did see the owner one day at, uh, at Uptown. Um, I saw him recently at Cactus Club. Yeah, thankfully not a day I was working, so I wasn't stuck there. But um, yeah, it, it was like right at, at his new grand opening. He said, Get, come on by, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, sure, maybe, dude. Yeah, I'm not really a super confrontational person. Um, so yeah, I want to, you know, 
break his kneecaps and say, hey, where's this X amount of money that um, you stole from me or owe me, um, promised me, and uh, you know, just couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not very good with conflicts like that either. I will if I, I mean, I will. If you, if, if you, if it's it. necessary, yeah. I will put myself in that situation. But I prefer not to. It just, I'm, I'm a very emotional person, so like I just get very like, you know worked up. Exactly, yeah, yeah. If I put myself in that position, I will end up getting, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, at the end of the day, like, it's just unfortunate that, you know, someone feels that they can, you know, manipulate and take advantage of other artists that are genuinely trying to, you know, make a name for themselves in the city and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's like to a degree, yes, this person was held accountable, but at the same time, like, you know, not to the extent where, like, you know, he's not able to continue doing what he's doing, which he has reopened a, the facility. And, mm-hmm. and I had been warned by a couple people about the place bef- prior to the, to the whole incident, but... You know, honestly, I should have listened to them more intently, and that was just, that's part of, that's a learning curve, as it is, is that you just learning that, you know, taking, uh, taking, uh, advice from people that have had previous experiences with, you know, different business owners is like, that's, you know, that's something. It's a no-brainer. That, now, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. At the time, it's like, well, you know, he's changed. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah. No, bullshit. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, so, you know, if you're watching this, if you watch this far, be fucking wary of the after gallery because um, I have a friend who lives in a a different state that is owed hundreds of dollars by uh, the after gallery. And um, I don't think that she will ever see that money, sadly. Um, And... I'm sitting across the table from somebody who also is in that financial hole because of the after gallery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's rough. It's and, rough. And, yeah. like, and honestly, like, I don't even like to do this on the show. No, I don't, you hate to drag people. Right, yeah. right. And, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even naming names here, but, like, the thing is, like, you know, when I see someone I care about so much or people I care about so much that are being, you know, taken advantage of, it's, like, you know, the community needs to be made aware of it. And, like... Exactly. Yeah, and, like... And there are people... Especially in, with new artists or up-and-coming... Um, that are like new, people in yeah. the industry. Like like how I was. Like, fresh from Attic Jam. Like, I, I didn't know much. Like, that was my, my first venture out of, like, school. Like, I was just like, oh, this creative guy with the space. And that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted same, to... Like, with my same, architecture yeah. background, I wanted to create a very decent, like, creative space. Like, I wanted to put a stage up there. I wanted to put, like, I mean, you know, that, that space wasn't, it wasn't beautiful. But it was still but it was multi-purpose. Still yeah, and I, I wanted to make it uh, a beautiful space. So, oh man, no, I got the burps. <laughs> right, um, <right. laughs> 
uh, like some a, a space where people would want to hang out on their day off or to study at or to like be able to have these conversations like coffee chats or whatever um, but you know it was it never came to fruition because that probably wasn't the goal of after gallery they mm -hmm. were just trying to have as good of a time as they can yeah and, and it doesn't it and doesn't matter who they're fucking over to do that exactly and also it and I mean it just sort of also reinforced the the notion that you know if if your women uh, friends colleagues artists feel uncomfortable in a space listen to them and yeah. take it fucking seriously that just because somebody that owns a space butters you up makes you feel comfortable and and you know tries to you know pass off as as somebody who is like you know this good person that's giving this platform people like if somebody if if your you know women friends are being made felt uncomfortable mm -hmm. like believe them and listen to them and support them definitely and, and that was that was really the, like the final straw like at uh, a partner of, of mine at the time, um, like she really liked the owner, loved Wolf the dog. Yeah, um, yeah, the dog was yeah. yeah. Um, I'll name that name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, not talking shit about Wolf, but uh, like she had submitted uh, photos uh, for the After magazine that was coming out, and then once kind of these allegations came through, she she told me, like, I'm not comfortable with, like, having either him having those photos or those going to out on his platform. And I'm like, you're super right. I'm getting them back for you, making sure that he did not make any copies. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to cut my ties as well. Yeah, and, there you go. Um, I heard he was also using... Um, he was using people's uh, nude photos without permission, uh, like on display, in his place, which is also, you know, extremely very uh, sexual yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it's fucked up. Very, very fucked up. So, uh, so, like I said, just I guess, like as an overarching thing, like it's just important for people to. Take serious these, you know, if there's allegations against a venue or an owner or just otherwise, like, people in the creative scene that, you know, you are considering doing business with, like, you have to think twice. And that's something that I try to even, I know it's not a comfortable question to ask for some people, but people I trust, like, I try to ask them, like, you know, I try to be cognizant of if there are problematic people in the scene, like, I try to... Distance yourself. I just try, yeah, I just try to be cognizant of it. Yeah. Like, I need to be wary of somebody, I will take that seriously. You know, mm -hmm. I'll take that to heart. And, you know, it's... And, like, you know, we can have an entire conversation about cancel culture. But, and, but at the end of the day, like, you know, the people you trust that are important to you, like... Support them and listen to them and also just like understand that like somebody who puts on uh, you know puts on like a mask of 
positivity and comfort and accommodation mm-hmm. isn't always that person behind closed doors. No, not at all. Um, which you learn more and more about every single day. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And so I guess like uh, moving forward, I guess like what are some more uh, of your goals, like you know, for the remainder of the year? And I guess like, do you? Um, want to be like I guess resuming anything like with like you know your involvement in the creative scene or I mean I I am and I'm at the point where I'm kind of just trying to save up some money so I can in invest in something or be able to invest or do some booking on my own or some some management on my own or um what what have you uh, just independently like I I did book uh, one show on my own last September at the the Paps Tap Room oh nice and um, who played well we had Genesis Renji um, the goat we had the goat yeah he's so he's good fantastic um, actually it, I booked around this uh, uh, duo from uh, Vietnam called New Fame. And they were doing a U.S. tour, cool. um, so they came up, booked around them. Uh, so at Jen, um, uh, Miss Lotus Funk, also fantastic. Uh, artist. She was great. She was beautiful super good. voice, wonderful person. Yep, yep. Uh, at Alpine DJing. Um, oh man, I love. Chris Topher. To- uh, Topher, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking goon, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, had uh, some friends, uh, Miles and Keenan Phillips. Uh, Miles is an artist, photographer, um, guitarist, musician, songwriter out of Minneapolis, and his brother Keenan goes to Mayad here, another mu- musician, guitar- guitarist. Um, they were in a bl- band called. Um, Burnt Orange, um, but with the distance, I kind of had to do the thing. But they were both there that weekend, so why not have them both play? It was oh, great. So. Um, very funky, psychedelic kind of oh. kind of riffs. Dope. Um, and then uh, another good friend who I knew since I was like three, four years old, um, Willie Rose, um, Will Galliano, um, oh, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, it was a good show. Oh, it was a good show. Cool. I definitely was out of my element. I booked it all in a week, got it all promoted and marketed. It, I just had a month to do it. Like between New Fame telling me what they, they needed, me finding the venue and finding all the acts and producing the show, I had one month. Uh, so it was rough. Um, definitely some kinks. Mm-hmm. Definitely... Uh, I wouldn't say overpaid all of my artists because I feel like they got the money that they deserved, but um, for the crowd that we had and for the money that was made, um, I was in the hole a little bit. So it happens. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Happen. You know, another learning curve. Right. So I'd love to do a little more of that. Like I, I'd love to like book for bands who are trying to come into Milwaukee. Um, like I'd, I'd love to be a talent buyer for a venue. Like that'd be that'd kind of be the immediate goal. Um, but yeah, just kind of just kind of seeing how things go, seeing where 
is the best place for me to fit in because there are a lot of a lot of things to be done and a lot of things to be done or executed correctly and well and just kind of yeah figuring out where where I fit into that mm. and uh, yeah my strengths weaknesses how I can help everyone else to the best of my ability. Thanks. All right, Matt Miller. Uh, great conversation about Milwaukee and its culture and uh, just important uh, discourse to have. You know? Sure was. Yeah, good. Uh, so tell me, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Breaking Bad, usually. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, shit, dude. I, and I haven't, I rewatched it once. Um, maybe I need to rewatch it again sometime. I don't know. I'm at uh, go number two right now. Sure. I think I'm at season three. You know, he, you pick up a lot that you miss the first yeah. time you watch it. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's what keeps me up at night. That's, uh, you know, one more episode. One more episode. One, nice. No, all right, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, well, so what puts you to sleep? Also Breaking Bad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Right. Thank you, Ben. Had a great time. Yeah. Uh, so be wary. Listen to your friends. If someone tells you that a venue or an owner or anything is problematic, listen. And uh, on the other hand, just, uh, you know. Don't be a shitty person. Yeah, just don't be a shitty person. But embrace the fact that there's a lot of fucking great talent and uh, ambition and potential that Milwaukee's music scene, creative scene in general has. And uh, I can't wait to see it unfold. Right, Matt? Exactly. Good shit. Um, thank you for watching Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Two, three, four.